Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. We are shining the spotlight on the latest headlines from Europe and there seems to be no end in sight when it comes to the Russia-Ukraine war front as we approach the one-year mark. So far, Germany has confirmed that it's sending 14 Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine and following that just hours ago, the US announcing plans to send 31 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. So that's a big change in terms of uh, policy stance and something that could pave the way for even more. And on top of that, Europe has its own issues to deal with, a potential recession or not, depending on who you ask. Let's unpack it with Chris Humphrey. He is the Executive Director for EU ASEAN Business Council. Morning, Chris. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thanks, Ron. How are you? I'm doing great, Chris. Now, let's talk about what's making headlines overnight, and it is around the Russia-Ukraine war. It is almost one year. Can you believe it? And the latest comes with Germany and the US making the headlines, sending tanks. You might remember last year, Germany only was willing to send 5,000 helmets. So it's a big change. It's a huge change from, from the Germans on this. Obviously helped by the American decision as well. It gave them some diplomatic cover. Uh, but, you know, Ukraine's been asking for these tanks for some time now. And I think, you know, we really are in the case of, this is, you know, the West need to step up and provide Ukraine with more support to defend itself and hopefully try and push the Russians back from the territory they've already gained. So this is a huge move. And it's not just by Germany, it's by other European countries as well who want to give their leopard dues to, to Ukraine but needed German consent. And, of course, you've got the UK offering their own Challenger 2 tanks at the same time. Yeah, talk about cover coming through to help pave the way for this. Do you think this could also pave the way for more allies, maybe in other parts of Europe or even Asia, to join this? And what might be then the response from Russia coming through? I don't think you'll see anybody from Asia joining this effort. <laughs> but you may see a broader coalition developing from other European countries in support of Ukraine for this. In terms of retaliatory action, you're not going to see Russia attacking any NATO members. That would just be ridiculous. That would really inflate the, the mm. war. What you may see is a few more things like more cyber attacks coming out from, from Russia in, into European countries. You know, there have been a lot of saber rattling, there have been a lot more threats. We've seen Putin before threatening to escalate the war and, and use weapons of mass destruction. Again, I'm not sure that's really going to happen. That's not really in his interest. Mm. Um, he wants to try and win on the battlefield itself. So you may view some of the threats as being empty, but you know, you never actually quite know with the Kremlin. Yeah, you can't rule anything out these days. And that is also going to be putting the European economy in focus. In recent days, we've been seeing some positive signs, but with the potential escalation, that could actually you know, derail the somewhat nascent recovery. Uh, it could do. I, my, my personal view is that recovery is just a blip, and I think we're still in for a long, hard time this year in Europe and indeed mm. elsewhere in the world. I don't see inflation may temper off slightly, but I don't see it going away, and therefore central banks will continue to raise interest rates to try and dampen demand, to try and deal with inflationary pressures. We're in for a time, I think, where companies are going to be holding on to their cash, and uh, thinking twice about making major investments. Yeah, Chris, what makes you say it's going to be a blip? Because I'm looking at some moderation in gas prices. At the same time, China's reopening. How much will that help? Well, the big question is how much reopening will China really do and how will that impact on the global economy? You know, their factories are still working. So the reopening will help some places. It'll help certainly people here in Southeast Asia with, you know, Chinese tourists perhaps needing to reappear. So it'll help the, the tourist and service industry in that respect. But from a European perspective, a lot of companies have been looking to wean themselves off of China in terms of their supply chains. So they're less dependent upon China and they'll be making great moves in that direction. 
the other issues we're facing, the Russia-Ukraine war, which is you know, sapping on some supply chain issues there, whether it's sunflower oil, whether it's wheat, whether it's rare metals or whatever it is, they are not about to go away. You've also then got other inflationary problems in Europe. The gas price issue will, may, may have come down a little bit at the moment. If we head into spring and summer, and you know they're quite good springs and summer, yes, gas prices may continue to fall, but it's not just driven purely by energy prices. There's been a lot of long-term problems in Europe, in their economy. And it'll take some time to get over them. Yeah, long-term problems. And we are expecting to see the ECB continue to uh, raise interest rates and going by consensus forecast, 50 basis points in February and March. And that is expected to see them continue on that path. And this could see some sectors being affected. And of course, we've got many Asian businesses having operations in Europe. How much of impact do you expect on um, sectors um, which are the most vulnerable in a sense? And what can you do to uh, overcome some of these challenges? Uh, the obvious sectors will get hit will be housing and within construction uh, on the back of it. They're the ones that always seem to get hit first when, when the interest rates go up. People buy less property because, you know, the mortgage is suddenly more expensive and therefore the construction industry needs to slow down in terms of building places as well. So those, ones, those are the ones that will get hit first. Obviously, for all businesses, it will mean your borrowing is getting more expensive. So if you're an Asian company investing in Europe and you're using European uh, banking sources for your, for your loans and for your, for your cash flow support, uh, your money is going to get more expensive as well. So it will have an impact on them. But it's not just in Europe, of course, interest rates are going up. They're going up here in Asia. Uh, they were going up in the U.S., but may not happen again in the U.S., but we have to wait and see. Overall, you know, it needs to happen because... It's the only tool that governments and central banks have got to try and temper back inflation. And inflation has been just far too high. Now, for businesses at the moment, the way to remain competitive is to be innovative, is to be clever. Good businesses, by the way, in times when economies are depressed, that's the time they start spending their marketing money because you're chasing fewer consumers and you've got to differentiate Mm. yourself. And Chris, one final area I'm looking at. Are we seeing the start of a green arms race? Because in the US, you've got the Inflation Reduction Act, you know, EV subsidies. In China, they are also pushing on the green front. And the latest is the EU looking at backing new funding for the green industry. Well, it's one way to look at this. This is good news. Uh, we, we need to do more on sustainability and climate action and green technology and energy transition. Everyone needs to do more on it. So you could look at it in one perspective. This is good news. If there's this green economy battle going on between major economies in the world, that can only be helpful for the whole of the planet. There, there is some kind of a new economic uh, battle going on here, mm. though. Europe accusing the US under their Inflation Reduction Act of saying you're giving unfair subsidies. Now Europe turning around and saying we're going to give some state aid. They're being very careful about it because they don't want to be accused by the Americans of being hypocritical and giving too much assistance. But they want to give enough assistance that they can really boost the green economy going forward in Europe and maintain. But Europe has a lot of cutting edge firms working in this space. They want to give them support. They want to try and develop new technologies and they want to try and help clean up their act and put those companies in position where they can help others in the world. Now, let's talk about attraction that we are seeing in terms of green investments in Europe. I imagine there's a lot going on right now. What are you seeing when you talk to companies? Well, there's a lot of work going on in Europe and there has been for some time in areas like energy transition and moving towards renewables. Europe's been probably at the head of the game on this in many respects. But companies themselves... They understand the need. They've got to get greener. They've got to get a lot more efficient in our energy usage as well. I think the Russia-Ukraine war has certainly 
given accelerated need for that. But companies were already heading in that direction in Europe, partly because the European Commission was, was forcing them, but also because they knew it just made good sense for themselves. And I think you're going to see that as a continuing trend. And not only is there operations in Europe, but there are operations globally. All right, quite a lot to look forward to when it comes to the, to the green space, um, how that's going to play out for the entire well, green arms race in that sense. Uh, we're Chris Humphrey. He is the Assistant Director for EU ASEAN Business Council. Chris, always great chatting with you and we'll catch up again with you soon. All right, thanks, Rod. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.